0: Love Talk Radio
1: You're listening to the College to Pro NFL Draft Lab. Kelly Red Dragon football podcast, all access. I'm Bo Marchant, the host, with Go- head coach Jim Payr. We're here in the coach's old locker room. We're about to get to it. Coach, you guys came out victorious over Struthers last week, but I just got here to Bo Ryan Stadium. I was catching the end of practice, and we have a lot to discuss. I don't <laughs> want to give away the secrets. I don't want to give away the playbook. I don't want to give up. I don't want to let Lakeview know what you guys are up to, but there was some serious kickball action going on. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense there. It went that went into extra innings. So, uh, you know, theory here. But last week we came in and uh, you know we were you talked to us about you know our morale, team morale and that. We just felt maybe the kids were a little bit beat up and we've been through a lot. You know, we we were on the COVID lockdown there. We ramped up getting ready to play against Jefferson. Uh, you know, then had the two tough games. We thought maybe mentally they were a little bit fatigued. So last Monday we actually went and played. Kickball and uh, we really worked. I think uh, a lot of energy out of the kids, probably more than we had in some of the games. So we used that as a teaching point. You know, you got to let let loose a little bit and, and play with a little bit more emotion. And you know how the coaching world goes: if something works one week, you're you're for sure <laughs> going to be doing it next week. So uh, we hope we have about a 15 game uh, kickball season coming here on Monday. But so uh, uh, we got our work in. We let the weights watch film. Went through our usual Monday stuff: conditioning. And then, uh, yeah, had a little kickball tournament again. Now, I, I, now that game that I was watching, there was two games going on, um, one on each end of the end zones there. Now, the game that I was watching, I, I, now, I, um, they went in the extra inning, put a in on second base, and then they had to bring him in. I thought that was a questionable call, though, to call that team out for the third. The, was that was that a little questionable? I think that umpire did a fine job. Yeah? You know, I'm always supportive of the officials, <laughs> no matter who they are, whatever. So. No, I didn't see anything wrong with that call. <laughs> and by the way, there are some fine, fine Niles McKinley, Red Dragon football players, and they would – but when I've seen – those are some of the worst kickballs. It's terrible. Is that, a, is that a forgotten art? Do elementary in schools, you know, do they play kickball anymore? It must be. Uh, one of our players, Matt <laughs> Keely, is dad. I went to the bottom elementary We played kickball on the worst, I guess you'd call it, playground uh, in the world with uh, roots and bumps and whatever. But Matt Keeley's Uncle Brian could kick a kickball that hadn't landed yet. And when he kicked it back in, like, 1979, <laughs> I told him, I said, you need pointers from your uncle because you guys really clearly don't know how to kick a kickball. Yeah, yeah it was ugly. Yeah, there was some, And just so you folks know, uh, be proud of the Keeley Dragons, what they do on the football field. Uh, the kickball is not some of the best thing you've ever seen. And the big shout-out for the kids, um, I know, like, co-ed kickball is something that a lot of people do after, you know, uh, you know like softball. So if they want to get into that uh, kind of – yeah, it sort of caught on. I know some yeah. of our coaches actually were in leagues, and so. Uh, but I'll tell you, if you're, those teams don't come here looking for prospects because we don't have any. Well, <laughs> <But laughs> so maybe do. we'll get better. But hey, max preps, college schools. Um, there are some kids that we need to talk about. Um, so last week, um, this game. I mean, you guys got up. This game seemed like a not a nail biter, but I mean, it was a lot of back and forth, and you had to finish it off, thirty-five twenty-eight. Yeah, so we were down down in the first half. Seven nothing. I think we tied. Then we ended at halftime, fourteen seven. We really were uh, uh, gave up some big plays on defense, uh, halfback, couple halfback passes. Those are tough to defend anytime. Um, but uh, offensively, we were struggling. I, I thought Zach uh, Zach Leonard was uh, uh, trying to do a little too much. Um, we we kind of sat him down at halftime. And said, look, you're trying to do too much. Let's calm it down. And really, just to give you a, a little behind the scenes thing shoulders was playing a lot of games up front, and they were giving some blitz looks, backing off, twisting guys, bringing pressure. But what Zach didn't realize, all that stuff they were doing, our offensive linemen did a tremendous job. They picked it all up. We had no free rushers. No, I think we might have had a sack, but it was really just because Zach got out of the pocket before he should have. We told him, look, forget about all that because we're picking it all up. They haven't confused us just go play. And uh, boy, what a difference for him in the second half. I think he was eight for eight for about a buck 80 in the second half there. And it ended the night rushing for hundred yards. Um, you know, uh, he probably gets touchdowns that maybe other guys wouldn't get. Just we really trust him around the goal line, but uh, Antoine Gardner running the ball down there quite a bit. obviously our guys receiving the ball, getting it down there, uh, but inside of fives uh, five, that kind of has that killer instinct. So we like to, like to keep the ball in his hands sometimes because, you know, you don't risk the exchange, whatever. So he ended up with four rushing touchdowns and threw for another. So big night for him. Well, I know that. Dax Prescott had two or three touchdowns, and they had that one guy, what's his name? Uh, he played at Ohio yeah, State, he, number 21. Um, he's kind of pretty good over yeah, the goal line. So, you know, sometimes you just switch things up. It's all last night with Cam Newton as well. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you brought up the line because that's something we've kind of been talking about each show. How, how happy – How much? What, what did you relate to the guys, I guess, after the game, knowing that, you know, there was a lot of defensive fronts, they were trying to change things up, and they, they adapted in, they did recognize, and they succeeded. Well, I really got to go – first of all, it always – the credit goes to the players. And, and we've been getting better up front each week. I think that's been obvious what we're doing. I think counting that one little sack, which, again, I wouldn't credit to the linemen. I think we've had two sacks – four games. So and we throw the ball a lot. So that, that's really incredible. And really where we were, Bo, when you're going back into the summer with some question marks, I, I think that the uh you know the job that Coach Connell, Coach Marsco, Coach Alrich have done with this line is just off the charts. Um you turn the second half of that film on this week and watch it, you take boy, what'd you say to your guys at, at halftime? And we really wasn't that we made a we made a small adjustment on how we blocked power just based on alignment, and uh, we really got after people. Um, we, we, we were real physical up front, which is a goal of ours. We want to be the most physical team on both sides of the ball. So how that all shook out, I, I credit to, to kids wanting to get better, wanting, refusing to lose, and then certainly a great coaching job by our offensive line coaches. Wonderful stuff. Once again, you're listening to the Niles McKinley Red Dragon football podcast, all access powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance here in Niles, Ohio. And also, you can listen to these podcasts free at iTunes and Blog Talk Radio at your convenience. Coach, um, we always like to say uh, one of the coaches, one of the big moves that they made, and then one of the big blunders you might have made and one of the big uh, super plays that you might have made this past weekend. Yeah, I think for that assistant coach, uh, the guy I'd like to give credit to is Coach Conlon, just like what we just talked about there. Uh, He's very demanding of our players. Um, you know, relentless coaching all the time. Never takes a play off as a coach. You know, we always want that out of our players, but uh, the kids will be the first to tell you he does not miss miss a single snap as far as uh, you know, giving suggestions and and uh, really getting on guys and and uh, really holding them to the task because that's that's a tough job and, and you know being coached tough I think really helps because I think when the bullets do fly out there, our kids are used to and they understand that they have to go so. Uh, you know, I'd like to give that shout out to him. Uh, as far as coaching blunders go I, again, that, I mean, I probably have lists in my head of, of a lot of it. Um, you know, I, I think the one thing that really hurt us is because we hadn't rep it and seen that much were those halfback passes, And, you know, that is really tough on kids, especially if they haven't had to rep it in practice because, you know, we want our kids to be running the ball. We practice pursuit all the time. Uh, but you know, the, the trade off to that is, uh, if we're not disciplined in what, what we're doing with our eyes, we can get caught with our eyes in the backfield. Uh, but I'm going to think as a coach I'm going to take credit or you know, blame for there because we hadn't repped that all week and, uh, you know, kids hadn't seen it. So, we, you know, we, we should be repping that so that we can get beat and practice on that not in the game. So we'll definitely go over that kind of stuff this week uh, as and, far uh, as it goes. As far as great calls. I'm going to pat it on the back. I'm going to pat you on the back. What call do you think? Darn, Coach Bear. This was well. This was uh, we had a trial. we had a play right. in, and then we didn't run it last week. <laughs> and then uh, it was coming right at the quarter, and we had time to remind the kids, like, "Hey, I think this is going to hit." And sure enough, we hit a big long pass to Noah Dur uh, down the field, worked like a charm. So I think Coach PK was trying to take credit for it, and I told, "Nope, nope, nope, <laughs> not this time. This one's on me. That was my call." So we maybe we share credit on that, but uh, at the end of the day. I'd push him out of the way and say that that was my call. Um, now, now um, the previous show we we're talking about the, 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 the young man maybe getting a little um, discouraged if the game's not going exactly the way that you know they wanted to. We're talking about being a little bit down seven nothing then coming back. Um, what was the mindset of the team? Did they stay on the on the focus side? Well, yeah, and and that was big. I mean that, that has to go our way or you know you know we just felt this was going to be such a swing game with how the rest of our season would go. Uh, it's, you know, you don't, you certainly don't want to plan the now at halftime and not playing great, but the kids, like I said, there was no rah-rah speech at halftime. It was all business. One of the things that's happened with COVID is they don't give you a lot of time at halftime. It's, it's 12 minutes in and out and we're used to 20. So, you know, some of the things you like to do, you, everything has to be abbreviated. So, um, you know, we were busy teaching at halftime. And when I say we, that's really our assistant coaches and, uh, you know, I'm just trying to kind of go in and, and and make sure our mind's in the right place. But there was no, there was nothing coaching-wise. It was a bunch of kids that refused to lose, and uh, you know, look's the big thing around here, team that won't be beat can't be beat, and they, they didn't want to lose and uh, come out and play the second half like we did. Uh, uh, hats off to them, and I think it sets them up for success as we move through the schedule. And you know, right now we're only three weeks away from from playoffs, and uh, the goal's got to be to. To, to be prepared for anything then, and that was a big step toward that. Definitely and taking another step. You guys are home again this week, Bo Ryan. You got um, the Lakeview Bulldogs, um, 0-4, but nonetheless, they're hungry for their first win, and you guys don't want to give that to them. Tell us a little bit about what the Bulldogs do and what you need to do to stop them. Yeah, they, they present some unique challenges. They, if you went into our coach's office, what do you do every week? And, you know, we have all the formations up on the board. We need about eight whiteboards to document all the shifting and changing and stuff. So really, really keeps you on your toes um, aligning to what they do. And sometimes well, they'll go just guard center and that's it. And um, then so they'll really go heavy, unbalanced. Um, like I said, then it will shift from unbalanced to normal. And, and uh, I think it's a good test for us because you want to be able to get good at that, you know. And uh, so we're going to have our hands full uh, just aligning properly on defense this week. And then uh, the other thing that Coach Pavlansky and uh, Lakeview is known for is all the gadgets on special teams onside kicks uh, muddle huddle uh, fake punts last year they, they they had a fake punt they totally pulled us on but the kid didn't execute it so we really have to be on our toes football special teams and then you know offensively uh their kids are real aggressive and and again all across all three sides of the ball we want to we want to continue just to climb and get better whether it be after a loss or a win because again this, this season being unique we have the playoffs coming no matter what so uh, we just every week we want to be a little bit better, better version of ourselves coming in. Does it feel a little bit more normal? Or the new normal is getting normal? Just being out there in COVID and no band, no cheerleaders, no uh, majorettes, no front, you know, just,
0: just yeah. kind of the
1: football team and some parents. It, it probably does, yeah. You know, a lot of the things that we're seeing such a big deal now. Uh, I, I, I I'll tell you this, the one that's really I don't know if I'll ever get used to is at the end of the game where they don't let you come together and shake hands. <laughs> It seems like a very natural thing we've always done. I mean, you can go back to any time you played any sport when you were a little kid. Uh, so to not have that is, is a little bit uh, weird. But, you know, we're getting used to it. But the thing is, I don't want to get too comfortable because the one thing we know about 2020 is the minute you think that things <laughs> are normal, it's not going to happen. So we're trying to stay on our toes. Excellent. Well, that was a wonderful addition here with Coach Perry. Now, remember, we're doing these shows live right now. So uh, we're, Player of the Week. Player of the Week. Hermani Sandwich. Sandwich. I think this week probably has to go to Zach. I mean, just his stat lines alone, Zach yeah. Leonard. Uh, if it was me in charge of it and I could give out, I'd give them five uh, for Manny Sandwich to our offensive lineman because I think they were the difference. But, uh, you know, since we can't divvy that up, at least this week, uh, one of our guys was so much better than the other. then um, I, I think it probably needs to go to Zach. I mean, he had five total touchdowns, 100 yards rushing, and I believe around 200 yards passing. So, I mean, that, that, those, those are just numbers you don't see every day in high school football. No, he, he, he is fabulous with the football, uh, via running or the pass. Um, Coach Perry, now we've been doing it. We did this last week. We had uh, Curtis Tater. Cool, Joe, come on. Before Coach Perry, um, you want to grab a player now? Yeah, we have a guy in the, in the yeah. hole over here. I yeah. told him uh, uh, I'll leave it as a surprise to, uh, to the guest that he comes in and uh, – uh, I'm, I'm certain he'll represent us the way uh, we, we love how these guys do on the show. Excellent. Now, I don't know who's coming on. This is kind of the fun part of it, but we are we are this high-end studio with uh, top-of-the-line equipment and recording guests, coaches, the whole nine here on the Miles McKinley Red Dragon Football Podcast. Uh, hey, Coach Perry, thanks, and good luck this weekend. i uh, like to – Coach Perry's going to go grab one of the players, and this is always a good time for me just to reflect back on the show. A lot to talk about, and, uh and uh, oh, my – Look at this young man. Yeah, how you doing? Good, you. This is Mr. Siskin. Right? How you doing, my man? Pretty good. Yeah. Got Done running. Oh, you just got done doing uh, uh the the sprint out there. Yeah. How was it? Didn't bad. No. Nice out. Yeah, you're you're actually not sweating that much. I mean, you're sweating, but for doing sprinters, you're not out of breath. Now you've got to kind of talk to my uh, – sorry. But, uh, yeah. Hey, man, now you've been doing your thing. You've been a part of this, uh, an impactful player since basically day one. You know, just, I mean, you keep seeing 15. I mean, you've been in – and there's plenty of times. I mean, this year it's been hard just to watch you guys with everything going on, but I know there are plenty of times I really love what you're doing on both sides of the ball. Um, for you, and, I, you know, I, well, I was joking around with your dad a couple of weeks ago. He was joking around talking about – you playing and, um, you know, your dad's a mechanic, he could, he could, you know, he could, you could put a blindfold on him and uh, tie his arms around his back and he's going to fix the car and, and make it run perfectly. But he says if you're going to say, well, "Hey, what's an end around or a block punt, he says that's not even in his repertoire. What's it like just kind of having that, you know, fun with your father where, you know, he's, you could come back and say, hey, dad, uh, you know, we, we won in six innings. And he'd be like, oh, great job. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. I mean,
0: yeah. I still appreciate that he comes to the game yeah. and watches. He's always there, but always sneaking some jokes too.
1: No? Well, now, now, now he's now he's he can probably joke back. I mean, what do you what are you season with anything? Else? Um.
0: Well, like, he doesn't know a lot of the penalties and stuff. Okay. So when I told him like I got this penalty against me or something, <laughs> he
1: doesn't really understand
0: it.
1: It's <laughs> funny. Okay. Now you get now you 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 got fantastic size. I mean, you're one of the bigger kids, more athletic kids on the team. Um, for you, I mean. Just going through this year, COVID, how, what's been different? Has there been anything you like more? And what, what's the thing you like least about the COVID on, on the field in terms of football?
0: Um, I think that's what's one. Well, it's not really on the field, but I definitely missed the gym
1: when they okay. were closed
0: for a while. All right. And then I don't like wearing these masks a lot in the locker room and stuff, yeah. but kind of just got to.
1: Now, football, I mean, uh, always your first love in sports. Um. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't
0: know, watch any
1: other sports. Mm-hmm. So let's say uh, you're five years old. I ask all the guys, five years old, you're running around in the backyard, the, the football's in your hand. I mean, who are you pretending you are? I don't know. Well, my favorite
0: NFL player might be Nick Bosa, just because I like his handwork. He's like uses a lot of technique when he plays because he's not like the biggest, or the fastest.
1: I love it. I love it. You're a really student of the game, saying the handwork. Yeah, I love that. Oh man, I've done a lot, a lot of shows with a lot of guys, and I'm telling you, that is one of the uh, the best responses. Just like, oh, I love how he just sacks the quarterback. But you're studying how he gets to the quarterback. What are some of the nuances that help him get there? Yeah, I love watching those videos, and, like the technique breakdown. How about yourself? I mean, when you're going after the quarterback, what's your favorite? Do you ever, you know, do you have that? I always like to say they're like dunk artists. You, get, you know, you got your, your windmill, you got your reverse windmill, you got your tomahawk. I mean, is there a certain way that you? practice or prefer? Well,
0: I haven't used it in a game yet, but my favorite move, I especially like to use in practice, it's called a ghost rush. So it's like they got to fake the long arm and then just like dip under him. I like using that one, but hopefully I can use it this week.
1: I hope you... It'll be awesome if you do, because then you're like, hey, we're just talking about that. And then everybody listening will be like, hey, did the ghost rush. Um, for you, this season, you guys are two and two. You got Lake Boo coming up. Um, Coach Perry was talking about the team maybe getting a little bit, uh, you know, Deflated if you guys don't start off hot, things don't go your way. Um, he said last week you guys did a really good job of not going down that path and staying on the focus side. I mean, did you pick up on that and what did you sense from the team that might have been different from weeks previous? Um,
0: I think we just did a lot better like picking each other up because there's a lot of flags in the game, so we all made a lot of mistakes. but like we didn't really let it get to any of us. We just kept picking each other up and it helped out in the end. Yeah, I mean, big win, 35.28. I just kept yeah. following
1: it. I mean, it seems like it was just a back and forth. You guys score, they score, you guys score. I, I obviously you want to win 50 to nothing. You yeah. know what, But what I mean, a, a game like that, how much more adrenaline do you get picking up that knowing that every single play has to be basically perfect, or the wrong outcome could come out of it.
0: Well, um, I definitely like those games a lot because it's like close. So like, what you do really matters, and. That's that adrenaline rush from it being so close, and it's just great. I like them better than if we, like, win
1: by a blowout. Now, you come across as a happy young man, you're a nice mommy. What's it like playing against you? Now, if I'm lining up against you, I mean, are you just kind of in my in my mind? I mean, are you yelling at me? you Are talking trash to me? Just kind of. I definitely like to make some jokes. <laughs> okay. Like throw, throw off the guy. Okay.
0: But I don't do too much, like, trash talking on you know what? That's the best part. I,
1: I, I mean, do you have a staple joke? A couple of staple things that you like to say to get these guys going on? No,
0: really, just whatever comes off the mind.
1: How about this one? So you're in the middle of the game, you're kind of getting the guy's head. I mean, have you ever had to have a guy just kind of laugh or just? Um, yeah, definitely going to some.
0: They'll, they'll be like confused by what I say, <laughs> and then just got to get him with a nice move after that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent stuff. Once again. You're listening to the Nelson Kinley Red Cross Player Spotlight once again. The standout, Mr. Cipriano, here, joining us um, on the show. Um, before we wrap things up, we we always we call it three and out. Just a couple off the wall questions. You've probably heard them. Um, video games? Um, you're, you're not video. I play a little bit, but not a lot. All right.
0: So what's the hobby besides football? I mean, what are we going to catch you doing? Mostly just working out. Yeah. I like to do that a lot, or I like to watch like the breakdowns of defensive ends. In the hand
1: yeah. Um, typical workout.
0: Um, well, I like to do, I just do an upper body, lower body split. So usually like the upper body just hit everything. I'm like sometimes there for two or three hours.
1: Just enjoy it. And just so you folks know, uh, I, I rock the man button. He has much more beautiful, uh, <laughs> flowing locks that you have like the, 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 the beautiful flowing locks. My, my locks. I do not have locks, just basically flat straight hair. Uh, the hair, how long did it take to uh, grow that? And do you plan on cutting it? Um,
0: I think I've been growing it's like three years now. And I don't think I'm cutting it, at least anytime soon. I don't plan, man.
1: man. It's it... nice coming out of the helmet. Yeah, it looks, it looks nice. It's, it's nice job. I'm You know, look at me. You know, so, you know, obviously, I'm a big supporter of it. I know some of the old-timers are probably cursing me out right now for encouraging this kind of talk. But it's just who I am. Um, how about this one? Uh, you can go back your entire Niles McKinley-Red Dragon football career, and you guys are going to change a loss into a win. What game do you want to go back and just say, you know what, we beat this team? Although you didn't, but if you could go back and win one, you lost. Which team would you want?
0: I think the Poland game from this year. This year?
1: Yeah. Wow. Because I really felt
0: like we could have won that one, and never beating Poland before during my high school career at least. It's just – that was when I wanted to win. I thought we could have,
1: but just little mistakes. That's very interesting. You know, because just uh, you know, sometimes you think of games that are like you know, ten to ten, or last second field goal, or some play. But you now the score didn't. But you, uh, that's a great call, a Great show, man. Thank you. So, uh, so uh, this week, can you? Why don't if your your dad usually listens? He asked me after one week off, but well, we well, will going to see if he's going to listen. Uh, you're going to you're going to go home. Um, and say, did you see that flag I got called on me, and just make up a, just a fake penalty. You're a jokester. Have fun with them. And uh, like I said, make sure I'm going to – and uh, I'll, I'll try to hunt you down and find out if you did that. But, hey, man, you've been one of the good ones to watch, and I'm um, glad to see that you got to enjoy this. Glad to see you guys got to have this COVID season and, and get something out of it. And, hey, <laughs> three games left. I mean, two games and then the pl- playoffs. How much I saying that, that you know the playoffs and you could go? Keep going. Oh,
0: I'm very excited. Uh-huh. Especially these next two games. I think they'll be good and into the playoffs. Hopefully, we just get a home, another home game. Yeah, because not
1: this is your last. Yeah. Coming up little bit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> awesome stuff. Well, hey folks, we appreciate you guys stopping by and joining us here on the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast. Always a big shout out to the brothers for supplying these kids the ten dollars gift card. That's something they don't have to do, but they do it out of the generosity of their heart to j- promote these kids. And then again. Brandon Miller, State Farm Insurance, for powering the program. As always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us here on the Niles McKinley Red Dragon Football Podcast. This has been a C2P exclusive.